Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This show is brought to you by our show sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you ever feel stuck or out of options, know that you aren't. If you're in a bad place but not ready to talk about it, don't worry. If you need a little extra support more than usual, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy really is about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and 21 and over listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash holly. Hello and welcome back to another episode of 21 and Over. I'm so excited to have everyone back for episode 3 and we also have the amazing Harley Moon Kemp with us today. Harley Moon is the first child of Martin Kemp, an English actor, musician and director. The 30-year-old works as a photographer, director and singer-songwriter. We'll be discussing her career, her mental health and family dynamics. But before we get to Harley Moon, it's time for a check-in. So Tally, how are you feeling today? What have been a high and a low of your week? I guess for me, uh, the low this week, I'll start with the low, has been um, getting burnt, uh, true English style, not realising that I um, need to wear a lot of sun cream. Um, also perhaps experiencing a little more anxiety around work and, and perhaps feeling a bit overwhelmed. Um, but my high has been being able to play crazy golf with my partner and my brother and, and being indoors all together. And it, it was actually as if not the whole year has, hasn't even happened. So it was, it was a really lovely experience. And what about you, Holly? What has been your high and low of the week? I will start with my high because I can totally re- relate with you. I went to Cornwall for the weekend and it was so warm and it literally felt like the last year mm. hadn't happened. Everyone was excited to be there. Um, I also went to the garden centre yesterday <laughs> and bought some flowers um, just to plant. It honestly hasn't made much of a difference in the garden, but I'm waiting for them to grow. It's very nourishing. <laughs> and then the low... I actually also got sunburned. I sunburned the top of my head, which I haven't done before. So every time I go to brush my hair, it's quite painful. And then I would say I was probably a little bit more nervous today because we're doing the first episode with a guest, Mm. which I've never led an interview before. Um, But I'm, I'm hoping it goes well. I'm sure it will. Right. Well, on that note, I'm very excited to introduce Harley Moon. Hi, Harley, and welcome to 21 and Over. We're so excited to have you. Hi, Harley. I'm Tally. Nice to meet you. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, guys. Really, um, really look forward to talking with you. Let's start with the check-in. I think the last year has shown that we need to constantly check in on our friends and on ourselves. So, Harley, how are you and how have you been? You know what? I'm doing okay, actually. Um, 
I have found the last kind of year so quiet that it's actually made me feel very creative um, Mm. out of trying to stay sane and have learned to enjoy being playful and having fun Mm. on my own. So I've had quite a nice day. I've been playing piano this afternoon, keeping myself busy. Um, Yeah, doing okay. I can imagine, especially the last year, you must have had so much creative space and just endless time it must have been so nice it's kind of one of those things when you are a creative person and you get I don't know you kind of give yourself excuses as why you're not doing things like oh but I've got a friend's birthday or I'm going out and I'm busy Mm. and I'll, I'll finish that project later and then actually when you're shut in a flat for a year it's actually amazing how much you can get done so I really really pushed myself to um to try and keep busy and not let myself get too down what's it been like then actually now coming out of it is there been a change in terms of your creativity and and how you spend your time you know what I don't feel out of it yet at all Mm. to be honest I feel like we're I've gotten so used to being at home I don't feel like I mean it was lovely I'm not gonna like going to a little restaurant and having a bit of someone bring it to you on a plate was a really exciting feeling (laughs) for the first time but I think even as you know how we operate at work working from home or how when I see a friend now it's kind of you know a cup of tea at lunch in a garden rather than it being like a wild night out and it's actually really (laughs) lovely I'm taking it I'm keeping keeping with it of course and I'm sure I mean I personally went through many different emotion changes during the last year would you say that you can notice that in the music you've written over the last year yeah listen not every day you wake up like la 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 I've got some good ideas let's put them down you're like sat there on month four in bed knowing that there's no reason to get up is has been really Mm. really slow and draining so I think you know there's loads of highs and lows of lows and I think when you know, when the weather was bad and we still couldn't go out. Yeah. And even at the beginning of the year when they said, um, you're still going to be locked down, everyone thought a new year it was going to be finished. And mm. I think there were so many highs and lows for different people. And obviously all I kept telling myself was that, you know, my friends and my family were safe and I'm healthy and that's all I could ask for and kind of keeping your mind in that one track lane really of course I can imagine and you're very close with your family as am I um what was it like not maybe seeing them as much in person for such a long time yeah that was really hard actually I think at the beginning of lockdown um not being able to go home or being scared to go home yeah being scared to Mm. break the rules or hug your parents and think that you know, they're in a category where it would be much more dangerous for them if you see them. It was horrible, horrible thing that everyone went through. You know, th- thank God for technology. Thank God for FaceTime and WhatsApp chat. And I think, you know, even when I think about my grandparents who lived through a war and they couldn't communicate at all, there was no TV or internet and you know, if if they could get through that, we can do it too. Yeah, of course. I mean, thank goodness we're on the other side of it now. So on the subject of family, obviously, you've grown up in, I'd say, a very well-known family. You're definitely in the public eye. um, And 
everyone in your family definitely has their own skill that they're very quite established in has would you say it was difficult for you growing up trying to trying to find what what's your skill and kind of whereabouts you fit in yeah it's so funny I think when your parents um you know are famous for having successful careers I do think as a kid you're thinking oh my god how am I going to live up to that but funnily enough I as well luckily my parents brought me up and Roman to be really really confident and just always told us just be happy by doing something you love don't do anything you don't want to do that you don't love so we both just stuck with it and just always followed our hearts and made sure that we were doing something we really enjoyed I was always writing music and I was always writing songs. But as a teenager, I was so not up for sharing my songs with anyone because I thought I was going to get judged. And I thought, oh, no, that's so-and-so's kid. The music's obviously going to be written by the mum and dad. Or I don't know, I just had a dread of Mm -hmm. thinking, please may no one know who I am or just don't listen to the songs. It was too much. I mean, as a teenager, trying to be creative and express myself, and I think even you're so conscious of what people think about you or you know what you think about yourself at that time then adding on that you're going to be judged for other reasons was always felt quite scary so I think when I was at school I didn't really want to do music as a career even though it was what I was doing all the time and I really enjoyed it Mm. I um, ended up becoming a photographer because I felt a lot more sturdy with the fact that Mm. it was a real skill and there was not as much judgment attached to it and it was more technical and uh yeah I kind of uh changed what I thought I just because I thought I had to prove myself really kind of changed what job I ended up taking of course I mean especially I found growing up if ever I've done something that my parents haven't done it's always Gordon and Tana's daughter or Tilly's older sister doing this so you kind of almost have to feel you feel as if you have to really prove yourself when you're just trying to find something you're good at yeah I remember even when I first started doing photography and I was starting my career there and um I was trying to find my way in in the industry and I did lots of assisting I did lots of running and then I started out with my own portfolio And I went round to all the talent agencies and said, I will do free pictures of your talent or pay me whatever, something small. And I just want to do it. And I'll shoot all the DJs or the radio presenters or the TV presenters. And I said, I'll I'll just do all their press pictures. Um, And then started building up a book of all these famous faces. And that was kind of how I ended up starting doing celebrity portraits. So then... But I remember one time I went to a magazine or a brand and they opened my portfolio and said, oh, what are these? Your parents' friends? Oh, God. And I was just like knife to the heart. Like, no, I've worked so hard and these are my pictures and mm. I've knocked on all the doors to get these to get these jobs. And I just thought, is that kind of, I just shut the book and left. I said, don't bother because you're not going to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been quite hurtful especially like quite a young age when you're trying to do something that no one in your family has done before and you already feel like you've got to really prove yourself and to hear that feedback must have been difficult. It makes you kind of tough. Mm. I've I've done many, I think when you do anything where you're kind of self-employed, you have to 
be fully prepared to be rejected. So I think that does kind of come hand in hand also where, you know, whether you're an actor or a musician or a photographer and you're going up for the part or you're going up for the job and you get told no. And (laughs) that happens to everybody. And it kind of felt a bit like that, I think. How have you dealt then with that rejection? What is it that you've perhaps told yourself or, you know, how have you got through that? Because it's very painful. And if it happens over and over again, we start to sort of believe it's about us. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Much like walking the dog or taking out the bins, social anxiety is an unavoidable part of our lives. Nobody likes feeling left out and that awful feeling of FOMO. But telling your friends how you feel sometimes is really hard. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is here for you to talk about however you're feeling or whatever you're struggling with at the moment. You can start communicating in under 48 hours with professional counsellors securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. Visit betterhelp.com holly. That's better, H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We have a special offer for 21 and over listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash holly. Yeah, I think instantly you feel like it's about you. If you show someone your work and they say no, your heart is just dropped to your feet thinking Mm. I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. And admittedly, I have cried on many a photography agent's door Mm. and asked someone to come and pick me up. But you want it so much that that is more important Mm. and you just have to pick yourself up. Like you have to know that you want it and you just have to not... there will be a time where it is going to be your time and Mm. you just have to know that it is going to happen if you persevere. Um, You know, if I cried and went home and did nothing about it, you know, I wouldn't be being true to myself. I knew I wanted to be a photographer at the time. I knew that was where my, I was going to be best. I knew I loved Mm. being on set. And I think, um, yeah, just had to believe that. Would you say that, I mean, obviously it's made you stronger and perhaps in some ways better as a photographer. Yeah, I think it makes you really tough. I mean, I also, I now run a production company and um, it has definitely made me feel like, I don't know, it's made me a lot bolshier, made me a lot tougher, made me a lot stronger knowing that this is a business and I've got to try and, you know, be good, get the jobs. You've got to knock down the doors. You've just got to keep going because regardless of whether you're just a freelancer or the boss of a company, you're still going to get rejected mm. when you go up to pitch on stuff. So I think um, I think you really have to be okay with taking it in your stride and know, know that you can do it and that it will be a success, whether it's that particular job or it's not that particular job. Maybe you're not what they're looking for, but someone is looking for you. 
Amazing. Well, last week our topic was anxiety and it's something that affects myself and also Tally. Um, How does anxiety affect you? You know what? I used to suffer really awful anxiety and I think it was mainly, thinking back about it now, yeah, like starting out in my career and feeling really vulnerable Mm. or taking on a challenge and thinking, oh no, they've asked me to do a shoot like this and I've never actually done that before and I really don't know what I'm doing and all of a sudden you start doubting everything say I'm not very Mm -hmm. good and I've lost myself I've lost my confidence and that used to give me loads of anxiety trying something new for the first time Um, however the payoff was always so big Mm. when you've stepped out on your own and tried something new that you just have to push past it Um, but I did I did get to a point um where I knew I actually had such bad anxiety I had like stomach ulcer once Mm. and had to go to hospital (laughs) it was really really bad um but I just remember listening to a podcast by Joe Dispenza and uh he was saying about it is completely possible to change your personality and change everything about you if you want to. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I I have to try this. And so I listened to his podcast over and over again about how he's like reprogramming himself Mm. um, to not get triggered by things or to let go of negative thoughts. And I was like, I have to get rid of anxiety. And I haven't really had it now, I guess, for about four four years. Mm. so yeah, he's a massive recommendation, Joe Dispenza. He's amazing, he's amazing. I think that's a really good point you made as well about what you did when you had the anxiety. You actually didn't let it run the show in a way. You didn't let it hold you back because for a lot of people, the anxiety, that, that's what it can do, right? You, you think, I absolutely can't do this because I'm so anxious. Whereas there's always it's always the case that if we go into the anxiety and we do what we're anxious about as you said like the anxiety the power of it goes away yeah it's a crippling thing like one of my best friends is now a new mum and is her anxiety was bad and now she's even worse because she's Mm. so much more anxious she's got someone else to look after Mm. not just herself and I think it, it you really do have to talk yourself down and I found like writing lists yeah. really helpful. I love a list. I've always been a list maker <laughs> and writing a list of everything because for me, I was always trying to get places really quick. And I always, I always was like rushing to try and get a job or I was rushing to do something. And I felt like my t- list of worries was getting bigger and bigger and bigger thinking, Oh, I haven't done that or I haven't done this or what if I'm not prepared? And So I would always just be writing lists and lists and lists and putting them in a, here's a today section, here's Mm. an afternoon section, here's stuff that actually I don't need to (laughs) achieve today. It will be tomorrow. I don't need to ring that person back if that doesn't feel like it's going to suit my mood. I can do that tomorrow. And just like seeing it on a piece of paper, I was like, oh, that's all I was worried about. Mm. And there wasn't really anything there. That sounds like a very good way um would you say that it was did you speak out and ask either your parents or your brother for help did you ask them and tell them how you were feeling not really to be honest I think my best friend knew I used to get anxiety all the time but I didn't I just kept going with it 
I just used it a little bit as mm. fuel, but it wasn't a very healthy way of doing it at all. Whereas really spent, and I've just kept you, because it, the anxiety almost gives you the adrenaline mm. of like, oh God, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. That's what it made me feel like. I haven't, I haven't done it or I haven't got there or like panicking over things that haven't even happened. And I think that made me go even faster. Whereas as soon as I started thinking, I'm going to go slow and really assess what's worrying me mm. it just all started to kind of disappear was there a reason you didn't feel that you wanted to talk about your anxiety or was it as you say was it just something that you felt that you just needed to go through yourself I felt like it was something I assumed you're meant to have yeah. when you're setting up something on your own I assumed like oh, I'm self-employed and I'm I'm trying to achieve something. So mm. obviously I'm going to have anxiety or like, oh, I didn't really sleep last night. But that's because I'm going to a job tomorrow that I'm nervous about and I don't know if we're prepared. And obviously I've got anxiety because I didn't sleep. And like, I just thought that's what it came with really, but it, it shouldn't. It, it doesn't mm. now, even mm. as a even now as someone's boss, I, I get loads of our producers calling saying, this has happened and, you know, what should we do? I'm panicking, packing. I'm like, okay, everything's so like, let's solve everything step by step. What's the first thing we're worried about? The second thing we're worried about, can that be, does that have to be done right now? Otherwise mm. we'll get someone else to do it. And they're like, okay, you're right. Once you see it in those little sections and those little stages of the things you're worrying about, you realize it's all completely manageable. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how you can really break that down because that's taken me a long time to figure out how to do that. And I know sometimes my my anxiety will misplace itself in other things. So I'll get irritated or angry over something really small. And then I realize, oh, it's because I'm actually probably kind of nervous right now. <laughs> so obviously your brother Roman spoke out about his own mental health struggles. What would you say it was like being the sibling hearing about that because for me I am the sibling who is struggling so I can only imagine what my siblings how how they would have felt yeah I mean Roman you know did that amazing documentary mm. um last month and I'm not gonna lie I probably cried the whole way through it because you know he was so honest and so open and really spoke in a way that I think probably hasn't hasn't been that honest and open on it on a tv documentary with young people mm. um so you know we were extremely extremely proud of him I mean he you know he he mentioned in his show that he is a teenager felt low and my mum very quickly stepped in and said you know do you think it's hormonal issues and went to the doctor and they said yeah you you actually do have you know some sort of hormone imbalance and and they cleared it and fixed it and from that point you know he's now hosting the massive radio show and is mm. full steam and is the happy guy so it's kind of um amazing that uh my mom really stepped in and kind of noticed it yeah of course and I can imagine it's probably brought you guys closer in so many ways we were really lucky everyone's quite a clear communicator in our family there's really good communication and I don't think our you know I think our parents are very open and have made us 
be very open people. So any issues that anyone's feeling, everyone knows about it. If someone's low, if some, we keep each other, you know, on track all the time. That open kind of communication is so great. And it's something my family has definitely learned. Once we're all on the same page, we can really help each other and support someone if they need it a bit more. And it's something I would definitely recommend. And I always try my hardest to keep those lines of communication very open and honest, even though it can be pretty difficult sometimes. That's the thing. It is It is really hard to know what someone else is thinking. You don't always mm. know if someone's feeling low. You don't always know if someone's struggling with their mental health. And as a friend or a family member, you you do have to check in with people. Mm. But also, if you are the person struggling, know that talking about it is, is definitely the best thing you can do. Mm. I guess it always feels so much scarier as that person because you don't know how other people will react, which is, I guess, why it's so important to to talk about. So important to keep talking. That's I mean, the more everyone in their life is going through hard times, good times, bad times, but everyone will go through the waves. Mm. Everyone, there's no one that gets through without feeling some sort of low time or hard time or bad time. And I think knowing that, you know, it, that's okay. That's what yeah. life is. Like you just got to talk about it. And when you're in that stage, you know, hopefully you've got some nice friends or family to to look after you, and um, and it will all come back around. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. That that that, that it always changes when you're in that state where it's really you know you're low and it's a bit dark. The the idea of ever feeling happy again sometimes feels so alien and far away but it's knowing and having that trust that it, it, you will eventually it will eventually pass basically so to keep talking about it definitely who would you say is kind of your supportive friend or family member who gives you the confidence boost that you give your friends probably my parents both try and spark confidence I'd say my mum's in the room her jaws just dropped to the floor <laughs> I'd say my dad goes at it with a really calm approach of confidence. They give you confidence in different ways. They've never said that's not a good idea. They've never said, um, don't do that. Don't try that. That's silly. No one ever said that to us. I said, I want to change career and do country music. And they were like, okay, well, can you play the guitar? I was like, <laughs> no. They're like, all right, well, maybe you should start with a guitar lesson. Like that's that's the attitude. It's just like anything is possible and it should be possible to everyone. Mm. Um, but you just need to be able to believe that you can do it. So I think surrounding yourself by people that can support you and encourage you is is so important, whether that's your whether it, if it's not your family, then friends that really uplift you or you doing it to other people. Um usually starts a bit of a trigger effect as well. If you were to talk to your 21-year-old self and tell us some advice, it, it seems to me like that would be some great advice, what you what you were just saying, to give your 21-year-old self. If I was to tell my 21-year-old self, I would just say, yeah, stay, stay out the nightclubs because <laughs> they, they slow you down. <laughs> Um, yeah, the anxiety that I used to have over, is this going to happen for my career thinking, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? I stress myself out so much about it, mm. trying to achieve things. 
but I didn't need to be stressed at all. Everything else was already there. I was already working hard enough and I was already knew I was going to make it happen. So could have saved myself a lot of anxiety. (laughs) Well, for me being 21, I'll definitely take all of those into account and remember them. Easier said than done. (laughs) It will work out whatever you want. Whatever you want to happen, it will happen because you are in charge of what the rest of your life looks like. So Mm. don't worry about the anxious bits in between. Well, Harley, it's been so great talking to you. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. So much insightful little nuggets of information, Harley. I've really enjoyed listening to you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. It's been great. Well, that interview went... Very well. I really enjoyed talking with Harley. Um, I can definitely say that I definitely channeled the anxiety into kind of just staying calm and trying to appear like I had all my shit together. You absolutely did. (laughs) It was great to hear her and it was great to hear you as well and asking some really thought-provoking questions. Mm, Definitely. I really enjoyed it. So now we are going to go into behind the post. I want to know this week, Harley, what was behind the post that you... um, put on Instagram over the weekend so I wanted to get something out for bank holiday because I was just feeling quite happy and I had my older sister and my twin with me in Cornwall so we were having a really fun weekend and it was very hot and I had like a a cute little dress on that I really like because it's got quite a fun pattern on it and I don't know I was just feeling pretty good and I think you can see in the photo Mm. that I do look genuinely quite happy mm-hmm. um and even though I asked Meg to take the photo it wasn't like it was super forced yeah, or yeah. kind of trying too hard I hope it's actually really nice to hear that this this post came from a place of I'm feeling happy and I want to document it rather mm. than I'm feeling a little bit down about myself so I need some external validation and I guess you can actually see that in in the post and, and you look natural and happy I'm glad that it came from a place of content and joy me too I think Mm. looking at that you know it's a happy picture I mean a the sun's out and there's bright colors so it does feel positive um so it's nice to not feel that kind of pressure that I needed to post something I knew I wanted to post something I didn't know what um I'm genuinely quite happy with this one. And it also, I think, highlights the fact that actually this is when Instagram can be used for something creative. You know, you like the colours, you put something nice on and it can make you feel good when you're feeling good, basically. Totally, yeah. (laughs) I never know when that is until it's (laughs) passed. Classic. Tali, thank you so much again. I thoroughly enjoyed that and let's hope that the good weather is here to stay. Absolutely. What a mood booster. Thanks so much for listening to 21 and Over. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts to get updated on new episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 21 and Over with Holly. And if you'd like to send us a note, you can either send a DM or email us at 21 and Over at studioramsey.com. See you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.